Broadcasting from Alito to Alton, from Champaign to Chicago, and from Robinson to Rockford, this is the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. Hello, 2022. It's the Illini guys, Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, Brad Sturdy, back in studio. The coffee is brewing, and so is whatever Mike put in his mug. I, I'm not asking. Um, is, is it us, or does it feel like the whole world changed like since we last got together? Yes, everyone has COVID, and it's a new year. So that's what we have going for us. Oh, and Illinois is winning, so that's good, too. Yeah, it's yeah, COVID and the new year seems like the old year. So meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Yeah, I'm not certain. Same person. Yeah, COVID just like let himself back into the house again, sort of like a toxic Cosmo Kramer. I mean, he just he just won't go away. Uh, Giddy up. That's right. <laughs> Both the Lanai basketball programs put on pause, along with uh, dozens of others across the nation. Brett Bielema is shaking up the staff. We'll have Matt Stevens in a few minutes. He'll join us to talk more about that. Our favorite Illini already. Uh, he's already an Illini guy. Demonte Williams uh, comes by here in uh, just a few minutes, too. Plus the top 10 Illini moments from 2021. Lots to talk about here in these next couple of hours. So let's get started. Thursday night, Illini versus Maryland. Guys, this is a game that, you know, late in the first half didn't look good. Maryland kind of found their sea legs with Kofi out of the game. But the second half, this team took over. They're, let's just face it. They're just playing some really good basketball right now. Yeah, I'm going to give you some breaking analysis here, guys. Uh, Illinois is much better when Kofi Coburn is on the floor. <laughs> I, I know that's why I get paid the big bucks to analyze basketball. No, uh, it, it's amazing the difference. You know, he opens everything up. He was so down. He had 16 points and 15 rebounds in the second half. I mean, some guys take like many games to get there. And it finishes 23 and 18. Um, you know, it, it's it's just astonishing when he's done. Trent Frazier steps up, big shots. Demonte's defense. I mean, just a really great team effort. Even when you have you don't shoot the ball well, you still win. That's when you're really good. When you can win without playing your best basketball. Yeah, and and the thing about Kofi is he just is climbing up and up and up. And right now he looks like he's going to be the first Illini since Nick Weatherspoon back in '73 that averaged over 20 points and over 10 rebounds. Uh, you know, he looks like he's zeroing in on the national player of the year and he keeps the way he's elevating his play. He might have a chance at it. Well, and here's what was special is after the game, uh, it's, it's later on in the evening. I'm leaving work. I look up sports centers on and they're showing a line. I highlights one. The game was on ESPN. That always helps out. But, but to show his, the, the dominance, his dominant performance, these are the kind of moments that the Illini program have not had for the past decade, where you can be an unranked team and still make Sports Center, which everyone watches. Um, that's a big deal. I, I know I'm. That's where I live, and I get I get kind of weird about it on the boards when I talk about it. But that's really big. And, and what and you're right, what he did was big. I mean, when you talk about somebody doing that, the things he did in the second half, and he's began to show us moves. How about the fake pass? We haven't seen yeah, that before. That awesome. He faked pass out of the post. The guy turns his head, he goes up and dunks it. Yeah, he. he I mean, he's been playing great. I, I, but how about the well, – so one thing you said is astonishing to me. How is this team unranked? Yeah. I mean, you look at their computer rankings. They're in the top – they were 11th in the net. They're 12th or 13th on Ken Palm. They're 12th on Torvik, Bart Torvik, uh, T-Ranks. They're, all these things – computer models sagger, and they were ninth. All the computer models have them really high, but it's like the – pollsters don't pay attention 
It's like, they don't. oh, they, they might be good. Hey, maybe I should. Of course, the one guy, the guy from Honolulu who put Georgia fourth in the country <laughs> because he forgot it wasn't, he got Gonzaga and Georgia confused. And that kind of tells you what we get from the polls. So computer ranks much better. <laughs> Illinois is highly regarded in the computers. And with as amazing as they've played, there's still the opportunity to add Andre Curbelo to the mix. I mean, that is, there's a chance to elevate the team in terms of performance and results that is very unique. And I can't wait. Hopefully he'll have an opportunity to come back and then we'll get to see this team clicking on all of its cylinders and what can they do then? I, I would agree with that. And I think, Brad, to your point, in terms of how are they not ranked, this is where, and I get so irritated, and I wrote about this on the Illini guys message boards that, like you said, this shows where a lot of poachers are not paying attention. Um, Ohio State was ranked in the top 15 because they beat Duke. That's the only reason. Duke's up there because they're Duke. Kentucky's up there because they're Kentucky can't win away from Rupp. And how are they ranked? You know, I mean, they, they great. They beat High Point by 30. Okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're right. I mean, if, if Illinois doesn't jump into the top 20, leapfrog back into the top 20 or even top 15, there's something wrong. Uh, you're 4-0 in the Big Ten, uh, and you're not just beating people. You're crushing teams right now by 10, 20 points. Yeah, they're actually first in the conference in offensive efficiency, second in defensive efficiency. That usually bodes well. You win a lot of games that yeah. way, yeah. Um, and that's why they're 4-0. The, the one thing I, I would also add, you know, you mentioned Bello coming back. When Andre Carbello comes back, I think that – one one the one probably thing that we've noticed about Illinois is they have some stagnation when Kofi goes to the bench. Now you bring Andre Curbelo back, and I've been harping on this forever. You get a guy who can create, who fits well with the backup big Omar Payne. Now you get Curbelo going downhill, throwing lobs off pick and rolls, getting into the paint, finding shooters. Now you got a guy who really really changes the dynamic when Kofi goes out, even if he doesn't do anything else for like ten minutes a game he can totally change the Illinois offense. Yeah, if Illinois doesn't have a dry spot when Kofi leaves the game, um, some of these games would be blowouts. It's really going to make a big difference. And the other thing is, is Payne is a good player, but he has some limitations. And Bellow has the ability to get him the ball close to the basket in a catchable pass that allows Payne to use his size and to use his athleticism and not a knock on the other players, but some guys just aren't as good as that as Bello is. And to your point, guys, as we get ready to head to break here, imagine if Curbelo's ego can take it coming off the bench and having his dynamic ability, his creativity, like you said, with the pain right there, Brad, and the shooters you've got, and all of a sudden there's no lull in your 40 minutes. I mean, now you've got another problem to worry about if you're the opposing coaches. Uh, more on the basketball team and also Io's special night, Thursday night. It was a really big night. We haven't forgotten. We're going to talk about that coming up in just a bit uh, later on in the show. Up next, uh, just when you think you know Brett Bielema, surprise, change in the air with the football program. Illini Guys football writer and analyst Matt Stevens with the very latest. That's next on the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. I'm DeMonte Williams. When it comes to hustling on the court, that's easy. You know what else is easy? OSF On-Call Urgent Care. That's right, DeMonte. When you need care for minor illnesses and injuries that's easy to get when and where you need it, OSF On-Call Urgent Care is your MVP. Walk in 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even holidays, or connect with a virtual visit 24-7, 365 days a year. 
Visit osfoncall.org slash urgentcare. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimates. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. Well, it's a new year. The Illini will have a new quarterback and transfer Tommy DeVito. And it turns out they'll have a new offensive coordinator as well. Tony Peterson out after one season. And now Coach Brett Bielema will have someone else running his offense in 2022. Matt Stevens, football writer and analyst from IlliniGuys.com, joins us now. Uh, Matt, take us through uh, what you've learned. Kind of a crazy week. This all really began to pop off uh, Tuesday night, and this moved pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I think. Brett Bielema had it in his head early this week that this is a move that he wanted to make. I think the uh, some of the results for the Illini and the transfer portal kind of sealed the deal for him, along with the obvious results on the field in the 2021 season offensively. And um, I also think that he, you know, it was it was a laundry list of things. He had to get financially all the box boxes checked for Tony's contract to be bought out. And then he, I, Brett Bielema, as you guys have, have talked to on this radio program specifically, has really never done anything in his life where he hasn't had a plan, you know, to, to, you know, to kind of counteract a move that he wants to make a chess piece that he wants to make. So there's always a counter move as well. And I don't think he had this move in place without having his Tony Peterson's replacement in his head already as well, before he left for the uh, AFCA convention where he'll be a guest speak guest speaker as well in, in San Antonio. So um, it, it definitely sounds like Brett Bielema has zeroed in on the guy that's going to replace Tony Peterson as well. And it certainly, uh, it certainly all came together very, very quickly. But I think in Brett Bielema's mind this offseason, this is potentially a direction that he's kind of always wanted to go. So, uh, Matt, what, what names are you hearing or name are you hearing? And what are your thoughts? Right now, Mike, it's only one name. It's Barry, it's, it's Barry Looney. Um, I keep saying Looney. It, Lenny Jr. Um, and it's his, it's Brett Bielema's former tight ends coach and recruiting coordinator at Arkansas for sec, for the entire six year period. Uh, it's the only name I've been hearing. And quite frankly, unless something completely goes haywire in this process, I believe that it will be the UTSA offensive coordinator and former Arkansas coach um, who has a pretty good lineage in that state um, coach in football and has a really good reputation has a good relationship with Brett Bielema and that that's uh, that's Barry Lunny Jr. Do you think this is because of their previous relationship they worked together before this is somebody that maybe he always had in mind I mean even a year ago it's putting his staff together but maybe it didn't logistics didn't work out then but now the opportunity has presented itself if I had been employed with Illini guys and after Brett Bielema got hired and had to do an offensive coordinator hot board at that point he would have been on it I mean, I, I hope that answers the question. And there were a couple of other guys I think I would have put on it. Um, Nathan Shieldhouse being one of them. I don't believe that, that they're going to double back and, and have that conversation right now. Um, I, I do think five years from now, Nathan Shieldhouse is going to be a head coach in college football. I, I just – I don't think it's going to be at, at his alma – I don't think it's going to be a, a reunion at his alma mater. 
I do think it's going to be an Arkansas reunion at Illinois. And I think that Barry has a, has a really good intimate feel as to how Brett Bielema wants this offense to look while also having a little bit more creativity and a little bit, a lot better execution than what you saw in 2021 in the past game. Brett Bielema talks a lot about complimentary football. And I think Barry, Barry understands what Brett's talking about when he's talking about complimentary football, when you try, you're trying to complement the pass game with what your bread and butter is going to be, which is a power running game out of, out of, out of the uh, under center formations. Talking here with Matt Stevens of the Illini guys, the football writer and analyst here on our newsmaker line uh, with Busey bank. Uh, this is just uh, Mike, you and I were talking about just, just really over Christmas break that we kind of felt that, that Bielema wasn't going to make a major change on the staff and just shows what we knew. Yeah, well, it shows that uh, Coach B, when he wants to win, uh, finds ways to do so. Matt, for uh, our, our fans out there who don't have time to follow uh, UTSA, what did that offense accomplish this year? And obviously, Coach B had an opportunity to watch that team up close and personal as they got 497 yards against the Illini and 37 yeah. points. But what did he accomplish overall for the whole year that attracted Coach B? I, I don't know if so much. I think the success and the results that were produced at UTSA impresses Brett. I don't know if stylistically this is going to be – I've said this on our boards repeatedly. I don't think this is about bringing UTSA's offense to Champaign. That's Jeff Trailer's bread and butter that he's kind of developed there at UTSA and – you know, as a former high school coach in Texas and what he, that, that style of play, that formation, you know, RPO spread shotgun stuff. That's what he did. And I think Barry just kind of added an element of power football and maybe allowed them to use the tight end a little bit more, which is kind of his bread and butter. Um, but Barry Lenny Jr. is, has, has kind of tried to mold that into what UTSA wants to do in, in, in their conference. And they did it very, very well being one of the one of the better group of six opponent, you know, group of six schools in the country this year and 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 winning double digit games and being ranked for for a large part of the season. So they were and then they opened up that season by by beating Brett Bielema's Illini team by seven with almost 500 yards of total offense. But I, I really think, guys, that what you're if I get the kind of basis of your question, Mike, I, I would go back to the 2015 Arkansas Razorbacks kind of what they did with a quarterback named Brandon Allen and a tight end named Hunter Henry, who's still doing really, really well in the NFL. There's a lot of under center, two tight end, but we do a lot of bootleg, throw it, throw it to the tight end on the backside, do a lot of wide receivers, or I'm sorry, running back screens and a little bit more creativity on the outside with the wide receivers. Well, while we've got you here, about a minute left here, talking with Matt Stevens. So the offensive coordinator, you believe that's who that's going to be and and we may have that announcement here very shortly. Um, what does this mean in terms of, of, of personnel and, and anybody who might have been considering leaving or considering joining that that this kind of decision um, helps solidify their choice? Larry, I wrote a column that Illinois just has decided to play big boy football now. And big boy, big boy universities and big boy football programs make decisions like this. And they buy out offensive coordinators when they say it, when they immediately see it's not going well. Illinois has decided to play big boy football and it's about damn time. And I think Tony Peterson's got three decades long of a resume that he can help somebody else somewhere else. But the fit here just wasn't going to work. 
I do believe that Brett Bielema, because of his previous relationship and because they, they are in sync with what they want the offense to look like while being a little bit more explosive and creative, I think with Barry Lunny Jr., I think Brett Bielema knows that this is going to be a better fit here in Champaign. And he's willing to own the mistake that his first offensive coordinator hire probably wasn't the best fit here. But he's not willing to double down on the mistake and have it have it fester for you know multiple years when he's trying to when he knows the 2022 season is pretty critical to where Illinois is trying to go with this rebuild. That's a great point, and we'll leave it there. And Matt, you're exactly right. What a departure from what Illinois fans are used to in the past, right, guys? I mean, <laughs> yep, uh, totally. You talk about basketball with the money put out in front of Antigua to keep him from leaving the million dollar a year highest paid assistant in the country is what he would have been but he turns it down million dollars a year for your defensive coordinator, uh, Ryan Walters and now to go out and make this kind of move and spend this money. Uh, Matt, you're exactly right. Matt. Hey, we appreciate it. Thanks as always. We'll talk with you next week. Not a problem guys. See ya. All right, Matt Stevens. You can check out his work on lineiguys.com. Uh, that piece he talked about great piece. He posted, it, I think it was uh, a couple of days ago, Wednesday morning uh, and applauding Bielema's boldness and why he thinks Illini fans should be happy with this approach. Certainly again, it's worth your time. Uh, here's hoping you are not sitting at home with COVID, but if you are, well, you're not alone. How Illini basketball teams learned Omicron isn't just an obscure letter in the Greek alphabet. That's next. You're tuned in to the sports spectacular on the Illini guys radio network. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation 303-957-3092 that's neon rain at 303-957-3092 or visit them at neonrain.com hello this is brett bielman the illinois head football coach you're listening to illini guys sports spectacular we rock on on this first weekend of the new year here's hoping your resolutions are still intact it's just been one week peeps hopefully they're intact you know last season Illini basketball took great pride in staying isolated and healthy as best they could and that sacrifice really paid off as they were never the cause of any games being canceled or postponed they played in all 20 big 10 games and then Christmas break this year and of course um, uh, we we saw what happened the 13-day layoff Brad take us through what happened you were saying even at the Missouri game that the coaches were kind of concerned about maybe this coming up after Christmas yeah, it, it's interesting. You know, when you send all those guys home, um, you, you knew that there was a chance that there was going to be some cope because it was so rampant. And I know even I, when I did my fly on the wall series the weekend before, the week before that, um, actually Underwood talked to the team and he mentioned, hey, you know, COVID is everywhere right now. And we got to do the best job we can trying to avoid getting, you know, caught up in that. And but you know, when you go home and you're going to these Christmas parties, you're around your friends and you're around your family, 
that this stuff's going to happen. But I think it dinged them harder than they ever thought because they thought there might be a few. And so they were concerned about that 29th game. Um, but they thought, you know, if it's a couple guys here and there, but it was 10. And I think that was a bit of a shocker when 10 guys test positive. And it's one of those things to get back on campus. They make them test. That's the university policy. So they weren't all symptomatic. I mean, very few of them are symptomatic, actually. But they, they tested positive. So it becomes one of those things where now you got to go into these protocols of five days and then five days with masks. And they're doing testing where they check to see how much viral load they have in their in their test samples. And once they reach a certain level, then they don't have to mask. So it worked out. They all got to play at Maryland when they moved it back two days. They wouldn't have been able to play a couple of days before. So it, it worked out uh, worked out well for Illinois. So, so Brad, Coach Underwood told us how important it was to get the team practicing together, um, and and they've been on quite a terror uh, against opposing teams since they all got healthy a little, you know, after uh, injuries and the flu. So how the heck did he pull this off to have the team play so well against Minnesota when they probably haven't had as much team practice together? Yeah, exactly. It's really kind of astonishing what they were able to do at Minnesota. They just dominated that from start to finish. Um, so I think that one thing that they were able to do is five kids were able to stay active and they are able to get two days of practice in once they got cleared. So they got their game prep. The one thing is once they've had that week practice, and their biggest, his biggest belief is their biggest issue right now is defense. They're not quite as good defensively as they want to be. Um, but you can see that they are, they've, they had that week of practice there during the finals week and it really made a difference and it's kind of sticking now. So maybe you don't need as many practices, um, to, to shore that up. It's just little things. Now it's tweaking and, and game planning and scouting and things like that. Well, that's the, the fun thing about this one. Um, I thought there was a couple of similarities, but the two games that were back to back with 13 days apart, Missouri and then Minnesota is that both teams seem to kind of, kind of lose their legs in the second half. I mean, you know, Minnesota, I think Mike wrote in his heat checks, like 29% shooting in the second half or something. Um, so that's, that's the good part. The other thing talk about in terms of now, is, is the team pretty much clear of COVID the rest of the way? I mean, once you have it, the antibodies kick in, I guess, and you should be good until summer, fall. Yeah. The way they're doing it now, um, they're not going to test unless they're symptomatic. So there won't be any testing. Um, they've already tested to get back on campus. So now it's going to be testing only if they're symptomatic and the 10 guys that are, have, they were tested positive. They've already had it. So they've got a, like a 90 day window, I believe is the way it sets up, which should get them through and, you know, until basically the final four. Um, and then, so you've got the other five guys are really the only guys that you can um, could, could, you know, be caught up in it again, but they'd have to be symptomatic. And, and since they're all boosted, it wouldn't, there wouldn't be a contact tracing thing and all vaccinated things. So th there wouldn't be that contact tracing. So they'd be okay with these missing guy here and there, almost like the NBA teams have done. So um, I think that um, I think that's one of those things where Illinois is in a really good place now when it comes to COVID. They, they, you know, they had that little layoff, but now they're through it. Maybe they get their legs and they're ready to go go try and win a Big Ten title. Yeah, and they're they're set up so well. You know, you have the opportunity next week. Um, you know, the next week or so to play teams like Purdue, who's already lost. You know, in the Big Ten you have the opportunity to tag another L on them. Uh, this is really setting up 
to be a fantastic uh, opportunity for Illinois to get in the driver's seat early on. I would agree with that. And when you look at the schedule in terms of you've got, um, you know, those, those tougher road games, you don't have to go to Michigan state to Michigan until the end of February. Um, You go to Indiana in February, you go to Purdue in February. So um, this is a team right now. Underwood talked about after the Missouri game, he said, look, we've already faced, you know, it's like eight power five teams. I mean, you know, we've, we've faced, we've done road games. We've done games with guys injured games without Kofi. There's nothing we haven't seen. And so it's gotta be exciting. I think from a coaching staff and that kind of thing to kind of right now, when you're looking at this to say, well, we've gone through it all. And now we've gone through COVID as well. And so you'd like to think again, knock on wood, barring injury, that you can kind of move forward and, and see where we go uh, from here. Um, all right. Well, great stuff there. We appreciate uh, the insight from our insider, Brad Sturdy, and kind of the behind the scenes and what was going on. Um, what a win that was uh, against Minnesota. I mean, you know, some of us kind of concerned that the layoff would be a problem, 13 day layoff. Clearly it was not, they looked fantastic. And um, we look ahead much more coming up again on, uh, on the Maryland game. And we'll talk more about next week's games as well. Uh, at Nebraska and home against Michigan. Hey, who better, though, to ask about all this stuff uh, than one of the Illini? DeMonte Williams is up next. You're listening to the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys radio network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Time now for DeMonte's Dimes, presented by HX Home Solutions. It's the man, the myth, he's the legend. He is DeMonte Williams joining us. DeMonte, happy new year. Good to have you back on. Happy New Year. Glad to be back, man. Yeah. Hey, tell us, what was this like? We don't want names on that stuff, but I mean, even COVID can't stop you guys right now. What was it like to come back from break and all of a sudden, like, you know, you got to do different things? And what did you guys do to kind of pass the time until you could all come back together again? Um, I mean, those of us that had COVID, you know what I'm saying? We had to quarantine, but those guys who didn't um, was in the gym every day. Um just really working on a game each and every day and just going with the CDC rules. So, DeMonte, you know, coach talked early in the season about how you guys didn't get enough practice and you needed practice to get going. Now, all of a sudden, you guys miss a few practices and you look spectacular. <laughs> so what is it? Do you need practice? Do you not need practice? Inquiring nah, minds want to know here. We definitely need it. Um I mean, it's, it's part of the game, but uh, yeah, we, we need practice. Uh, that's where we get better at. Seems like you guys' uh, second half against Maryland was uh, was big for getting uh, you know, on the defensive end. Obviously, Kofi comes back, but you, you got a chance to lock up uh, Dante Scott, and Scott's a really good player. And so talk about you know matching up with guys that are you're giving five inches and, and 50 pounds to sometimes. Um, matching up with guys like that, I mean, it's always a challenge for me. Um, obviously, they always have uh, height and uh, a few pounds on me, but I'm I'm strong. I've been I've been in the weight room all the time with Fletch uh, over, over the past few years, um, and really just just taking on that challenge that Coach Underwood's uh, challenging me with every game. I believe Coach said you could squat Assembly Hall. I don't know if that's true, <laughs> but that's what he said. Throw it on the bar. I I squat it. <laughs> Hey, I love the can-do attitude. Um, you know, kind of playing off what Brad asked. What was how how much how important was it this week for you guys to get to get these two wins in this week sequence? I mean, you you start off two and zero with the early games, and you you get out of conference 
Um, but to come back and, and not just win these games, but to win them both by double digits. I mean, these were kind of a couple of statement wins for you guys. Yeah, we know what um, what is at stake for us. Uh, we always just just try to come together and, and play as hard as we can for the man to the right and to the left of us um, and really just going out there and just having fun with it. Was there anything that you did differently in the second half? Because it was like you had a pair of handcuffs on him. Um, did you? Did, was there anything that you did? You know, that coach gave you a tip on, or anything that you learned in the first half that you could apply? Um, no, nah, it was more of a as a unit. We wasn't doing what we were supposed to do, and um, me and Trent uh, would talk, and I told him I got him this half. Don't worry about it, and we just went on from there. Mike's giving away the team secrets with the handcuffs. <laughs> See, he, now, now they're going to know. See, Cagley's not helping your cause, man. Come on. You guys are 4-0 first place. <laughs> you're four and first place in the big 10 right and and you, you kind of now you've you kind of feel like you're playing like the team you thought you're going to be coming into the year and obviously you still have bellow out there you know potentially soon coming back and uh, what's it like to be now you're kind of the hunted again and, and so how do you handle that as opposed to being the hunter as you've kind of been over the you know previously um we just got to take Take them one game at a time and take no possessions off um, and just keep keep playing hard for each other and just having fun with it. Yeah, Cagley trying to give away some secrets. I mean, they got to play them in two weeks, Mike, so let's let's not give away any, any <laughs> Well, secrets. no, it, you know, it, it, it was not nearly as embarrassing as when a pair of handcuffs dropped out of Brad's duffel bag at the last uh, press thing. But... <laughs> <laughs> Devontae, you can see they 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 didn't they took time off, but then they didn't take time off. They're right back at it again. Hey, before, yeah, no, nah, they ain't they ain't take no time off. No, <laughs> <laughs> throw it right at you too, and you throw it right back at him, which I love it. Well, but we're afraid we're afraid of Demonte. We don't we don't do that to him. Yeah, we might run into him at the State Farm Center, and that's not going to be pretty. He, he can he can he can even squat Cagley. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Hey, I don't want to. I don't want to throw out his back, and then Coach Underwood come after me. <laughs> hey, uh, Monte, one last question before we let you go. Uh, you've you've got uh, coming up next week a couple of big games. I mean, you're at Nebraska. You can't overlook them. Uh, you guys mm-hmm. have seen, you know, what happened last year. You went out there, uh, and then you've got Michigan too. So again, you know, getting into this next week, um, you get these two wins, and you get Purdue, and and all. You know, I know we take it one game at a time, but um, what do you do to kind of build on what you've done here these last uh, this four game win streak and keep this going um we just get better each and every day when we in practice um and still competing at a high level but but we still got to take it one game at a time uh, you know we we still can learn a lot of a lot of things all right we gotta leave it there unfortunately uh always enjoy talking with you demonte the other member of the Illini guys team uh man good luck with uh, nebraska and michigan we look forward to talking with you next week i appreciate it y'all take care Take right, care, take sir. Care. Thanks, Demonte. Demonte Williams uh, on here. Demonte's Dimes, sponsored by HX Home Solutions here in the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Uh, stay with us. The Illini Guys members voted on the top 10 moments for the Illini in 2021. We'll count those down for you next here in the Sports Spectacular. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 
224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. UC Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. You know, when we launched the IlliniGuys.com website almost a year ago, we wanted to make sure that we were constantly taking the temperature of board members and we're always engaging in great conversations. They're really smart people, some really savvy sports fans in the Illini Guys community. And yes, we'd love you to join that community. Uh, one thing that we did last week, by the way, was ask the Illini Guys members to vote on their top 10 Illini moments of 2021. If you read the story that's already been posted on IlliniGuys.com last week, then you already know. But for the rest of you, let's run them down. A couple of honorable mentions that they had. The Illini football team winning at Minnesota and Illini Hoops uh, last winter winning at Wisconsin without Io. Those are both pretty memorable. Yeah, two good moments there that uh, we can remember fondly for 2021. Yeah, no question about it. Okay, number 10. Isles triple doubles, Mike, it was one thing that he did it in Wisconsin and, and joining Mark Smith and Sergio McLean as the only Illini ever to do it. Then he goes two weeks later and does it at Minnesota to become the only Illini to do it on the road and joining Magic Johnson as the only Big Ten players to do it more than once in their careers. Yeah, that was amazing. To do it the first time, you're thinking, well, now I've seen that. Got another 30 years till I see that again <laughs> or two weeks. <laughs> exactly. And the crazy thing is, I mean, this obviously wasn't part of the list. It didn't happen. But right shortly after that, the next game is the Michigan State game. He goes out with the, you know, the the errant elbow to the face against Michigan State. Andre Corbello comes in then the next week, the next game, the home game against Nebraska. He almost has a triple double. If, oh, if that was that would have been great, wouldn't it? Yeah, if the guys around him, if they could shoot in the final two minutes, he would have. He had eight dimes, couldn't get to ten because they didn't do it. So yep. Iowa at number ten, uh, number nine, Underwood's new staff. And let's face it, who would have ever thought that you could lose all three guys and maybe bring in three who are as good, if not better? Yeah, I can tell you, as somebody who has had to hire people, the ability to hire is what really differentiates um, successful managers and coaches. And Coach Underwood has now hired a, a really good staff here, not once, but twice. And you see what kind of dominance he's starting to build within the conference. Um, it is really hard to not be bullish on what he's building and where it is heading. Counting down the top 10 Atlanta moments in 2021 in a segment here sponsored by OSF Healthcare. We're to number eight right now. Atlanta Volleyball just a few weeks ago, upsetting Kentucky in the NCAA tournament in Lexington, taking down the defending champs. Yeah, it really makes you think beating the defending volleyball champs, getting them out of the tournament, having a couple of Illinois assistant basketball coaches going to Kentucky makes you really think that Kentucky versus Illinois is almost inevitable in the men's basketball tournament. Then again, the way Kentucky looked this week playing on the road, I'm wondering if you go through that SEC schedule, 
they may not even make it to the tournament for Illinois and Kentucky to meet. But I swear, if those two teams are both in the NCAA tournament, they will play. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. Great to see that again. NCAA tournament, Illini Volleyball, getting the best of that. We'll see if Illini Basketball has a chance to do the same come March. Uh, number yeah. seven, the hiring of Brett Bielema actually happened December of 2020, but there's no question the impact that Bielema had on this program in 2021 deserves to be in the top 10. Yeah, you, you, I really feel like we're seeing uh, the birth of something new that Illinois hasn't seen because he is methodically putting together a football organization and a football program in a fashion that we just saw Coach Underwood do with the basketball program. And it's hard, again, not to get encouraged uh, by what we're seeing. And it, it is really a tribute to Josh Whitman with those two hires, what he is doing for Illini Athletics. And being that I'm 54, it's about time that some athletic director did that because I want to have some good years where we can be on top of the Big Ten world, and it looks like we're going to get there. Well, a rare moment for Illini basketball to hire a P5 coach as your head coach. Same thing for football. It makes a difference. Spend the money. It makes a difference. And you're right. We're seeing the culture change already early on, like we saw with basketball. What a great job. Bielema, number seven. Number six right now, top 10 Illini moments of 2021. This one surprised me. I didn't see this one coming on the radar, but a lot of guys, a lot of the the men and women, the Illini guys, Illini gals, both like this one. In the Bragging Rights game, they picked Trent Frazier dominating Javon Pickett was their number six moment of the year. Yeah, well, Javon Pickett seems to have his best moment every year against the Illini. So uh, it was clear that Trent decided that that was not going to happen this year. And when he puts his mind to something or he puts his mind to defend someone, good luck because you're in big trouble. <laughs> and boy, did, did Trent erase him. It was an excellent effort by Mr. Frazier. Yeah, as Brad Underwood said earlier in the season, Trent on defense steals your soul. And he did that. It was pretty scary. Pickett's numbers, I think, in the story that we had on the front page of IlliniGuys.com, Pickett's numbers in the three years against Illinois were 69% shooting from the field and 80% shooting from three. He was one of eight in that game a few weeks ago and did not hit. He hit just the 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 one uh, three-pointer. That was the only three points he had. I mean, that was it. So, yeah, yep. I mean, he was – yeah. he And, in fact, his most memorable moment of the second half was the shoving match. He tried to start with Frazier before Quanzel Martin took him out. So, yep. Yeah. So that was number six. Uh, that was, that's there. Okay. Top 10 moments, Illini moments in 2021 segment presented by OSF healthcare, Colby Coburn returning, uh, making the decision last summer to not stay in the NBA draft. He was not going to be picked. And uh, boy, what a huge moment for Illini basketball. That he's back for a third season. Yeah. He's, he has been so dominant and he's doing things that he has not done in the past in terms of his ability to pass out of the post and his ability, and he, he is really starting to use that uh, to his advantage. He's shooting some mid-range jumpers and his free throws are at about 70%. Hard work and now he's back. And all of a sudden, once he's played his uh, qualifying amount of games, he's ranked third in the country for the National Player of the Year contest so or uh, award. So basically, He's going to make a run at being the number one player in college basketball. And I got my odds that Kofi can do it. It's unbelievable what he has done already. And yeah, he's, he's always been fun to watch, but he's beginning to understand the game and the skill level 
uh, the things he can do around the basket. It's a far cry, even from 12 months ago, what he's doing. Top 10 Illini moments. Number four, another surprise. Uh, didn't I think I, I kind of underestimate the hatred Illinois fans have for the Iowa Hawkeyes. But number four on this list was Illini basketball beating Iowa thrice in one year. It's like that old song. It's beating Iowa once, twice, three times a Hawkeye. Um, there's no way that you cannot enjoy that. Um, the ghost of Bruce Pearl is going to be there till our generation leaves. And I will tell you that in the Big Ten, it's not Michigan. It's not Ohio State. It's not Indiana. It's not Michigan State. For me, you got to beat Iowa because of that. Well, and even sweeter, the fact that it wasn't long ago that Iowa owned the Illini yes. for yes. for a number of years, and now I I think that it's um um it's been it's the like I said now three in a row. I think even one the well the four in a row. You go back to the the game right before COVID. Um, yep. The game that uh, with the Kofi blocking Garza, the final play of the game to preserve the win, and then three wins uh, last year. Okay, number three. This is kind of a no brainer. Illini football going into Happy Valley, three touchdown underdog, and knocking off number seven Penn State in the record nine overtimes. Yeah, that was. Uh one of the freakiest games I've ever seen. <laughs> and yet, you know, at our house, everybody, it, the, 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 basically the mood and the, you know, got really, really agitated. People were, you know, the whole family was excited. We're watching that game glued. My wife doesn't even like football. And she's like, are they going to win? Are they going to win? <laughs> um, this was a great moment. And I, I, it was a lot of fun to see Illinois go in and do that. And probably on the football field, was my most exciting moment since they beat Ohio State uh, in Columbus back in 2007. Yeah, well, and it gave Illinois fans something to cheer about for football. Yes. Those moments have been fewer and far in between. Let's let's just be realistic. Uh, number two, I was happy to see this, and I'll tell you why in a moment. Illinois going up to Ann Arbor and routing number two Michigan without Io last winter. I got to be honest with you, Larry. I don't know how this wasn't number one. This was oh, I, I most, do, but go ahead, but go ahead. I do. This go was ahead. the most dominant performance by any Illinois team in my lifetime. When you go on the road playing the number two team in the country without arguably a guy that if he had been able to play all the games might have won the national player of the year and you win by 28 points or whatever it was in the end, to me, that was the pinnacle moment for one game of Illinois sports that I've watched. It was a lot of fun. And, and I believe it was in the story that it was Illinois biggest win on the road since 1964. And in all of college basketball, it was the first time since I believe 1994, I've got to go back and look at the article, lineguys.com. It was there. The first time since 94 that an associated press team ranked in the top two lost by that many points at home yeah amazing. that's how historic the beatdown. i mean it really was it's it i mean it's it's when we talk about with michigan let's not talk rivalry your coach is zero and three against our coach we'll try beating underwood in illinois then we can talk rivalry how's that so yeah. that was great I mean, moment yeah you didn't just you didn't just beat them you embarrassed them on their court at chrysler arena it was a beautiful thing but here's why it didn't make number one because number one was a moment you hang in the rafters. Number one was a moment that's that, that defined, it wasn't just a win. It was a championship. It was a banner 
and it was something you hang in the rafters and you go to, okay, we have now arrived first time since 2005. Number one, voted by IlliniGuys.com members. Biggest moment for the Illini in 2021 was beating Ohio State and winning the Big Ten tournament in Indianapolis. And, and Mike, I, I know I'm with you. It's hard to put the Michigan win at number two, but I understand why this is number one, and I do agree with it. Winning the Big Ten tournament, in my mind, was number one. Yeah, I, I, I would have put the Michigan game there for just a high point. But, it, you know, you can't argue with having a banner. Um, and you got to beat probably the most frustrating player uh, in the Big Ten, which is E.J. Liddell, because had he decided to go to University of Illinois, I will go to my grave thinking last year's team and maybe this year's team, we might have won back-to-back national titles if you put E.J. Liddell yeah. on that Illini team and you add him to this one this year. Um, so to beat Ohio State and end up obviously getting the banner that you probably should have gotten for the regular season as well was, was a great moment, and you can certainly see why Illini fans were very pumped about that. Yeah, I totally understand that. And I think as well, Ayo Desumu hit in the face early in the game wasn't a foul, wasn't a call, but it clearly changed this game. That was the game we saw Corbello really step up as well in the national stage and why he had so much preseason hype was because of that game. There it is. That's the top 10 uh, Illini moments of 2021. You can read more about that again on IlliniGuys.com. It's right there for you. Time now for a quick break. Thanks so much to our sponsor of this segment, OSF Healthcare. Coming up next, celebrating a birthday. I'm Kofi Coburn. When it comes to facing my opponents on the basketball court, that's easy. You know what else is easy? OSF On-Call Urgent Care. That's right, Kofi. When you need care for minor illnesses and injuries that's easy to get when and where you need it, OSF On-Call Urgent Care is your MVP. Walk in 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even holidays, or connect with a virtual visit 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgentcare. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn-out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions. 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. This is Jack Trudeau, the all-time leading passer for the Illinois Fighting Illini, here on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. The Sports Spectacular closing out the hour by blowing out a candle. Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, marks one year since the launch of the IlliniGuys.com website, we can honestly say that we had no idea what was in store and, and never thought it would evolve into a radio show this quickly beginning in, in August of 2021. Yeah, it's been a pretty uh, amazing year for Illini guys. It's uh, we've got the birthday celebration one year of uh, I, I'm astonished where we've come, guys. I mean, I'll be honest with you, starting out where we did and, and where we've come with the, the staff we've put together and the. You know, the, the, just the fun we've had doing the radio show, everything. It's been, it's been a blast, I tell you. Yeah, it, it's been a really special set of circumstances. All the people that you get to meet as we've done this um, 
show and this website has been really a blessing for all of us. Obviously, the three of us knew each other for quite some time. Um, but when we get to, you know, each of us have had a chance to meet other people, you know, uh, Kedrick Prince, one of the nicest guys I've ever met, Matt Stevens, a guy who knows uh, a ton about college sports, um, and even, you know, developing relationships with people at the DIA, you know, Kent Brown, Derek Burson, Brett Moore, you know, all these great people that you get to interact with. And we haven't even talked about the teams and the players that we get an opportunity to deal with. Yeah, I would agree with, with all of that. I think that, and I guess my other question for you guys, my next question is tell me what's your, what was kind of the one signature moment for you that made you go, wow, this is really cool. And I'll start with mine. Mine was kind of what you mentioned that it had been a long time because of everyone knows um, an anchor for a long time on CNN and Turner sports. And so living in Atlanta and, and, and following Illinois sports, but not being a part of, the fabric so much. I still would go to games and, but, but it was on, it was on the periphery going back for the, the game in August, um, the first game against Nebraska and seeing people that I knew and having them already know who the Illini guys were. I mean, I, I was, I was really blown away. I mean, I, we've only been doing this about eight months now. How do you, you know, us you've, you really, and you heard the first show we did. And I mean, that was really special. And, and I, I knew early on, I wrote about this again, as you guys know, on Illiniguys.com, but that was a moment when I really, um, it, it was a really just, an, it was a neat feeling, very special feeling. Brad, how about you? Yeah, I would agree. I think it's, uh, it's amazing how far we've been able to reach out in a year. I mean, you mentioned the being noticed there, but I, I look at it like even the coaching, the coaches on the staff, the people who, you know, the, the players, I mean, even I'm talking to the people who run the orange crush and people they were actually brought up at those meetings. So it was kind of cool. I'm like, wow, that's, they actually know who we are, you know? So um, I think that's neat. I think it uh, shows that we're doing a good job of, you know, kind of being a part of the uh, Illinois sports community. And I like being able to con confuse coach Brad Underwood because we were there late after one of the Illini games and I followed him into the, in, into the dining room and he got a plate full of food. And I got a plate full of food and we talked for a couple minutes and then I left and I go to Ked. I go, yeah, he seemed confused when I was in there talking to him. And Ked's like, yeah, because you were eating the buffet that's supposed to be for the coaches and players. <laughs> and I'm like, well, nobody well, stopped me. Why doesn't that surprise me? Exactly. <laughs> Brad, I left, so that, he, left the line of, he left that door wide open for you. <laughs> and you know what? I will tell you the important part of that story is I don't know what place, uh, catered those tacos that night but they were spectacular <laughs> okay. so so anyway poor ked ked's just like what are you doing but then ked he, he got into it too and he had a taco or two himself so i gotta i gotta admit coach underwood was a little confused but he was not a guy who stopped us from eating we, we got to work on mike's media etiquette i think in 2022 <laughs> now we know that um, we, we have to run, but I'll share one story. Uh, Mike and I were there here. Here's how widespread Illini guys has become very quickly. Mike and I are there walking into, to, um, and of course we're doing all the construction. And one of the guys are saw our shirts and said, Oh, you're with the Illini guys here. Let me get this for you. It was a locked door. <laughs> we we're supposed to go in. So we, we went in, I probably, I mean, I'm, it's generic enough. So I, I'm not going to make anybody mad. And again, it was us. I mean, you guys know we're, you know, we're safe. We're not going to steal anything or harm anybody, but uh, Hey, it's, it's, it's been a fantastic first year. And again, the 12th is our anniversary and, 
and uh, we hope you come and join us. So we have a lot of fun. We are the Illini guys. The website is IlliniGuys.com. And as always, there is a free seven-day trial to come in and take us for a test drive before you buy. This is the Sports Spectacular. Subscribe now.